Welcome back to part two in our series, how to get along with anybody as much as it depends on you. We're looking at what the Bible has to say about building healthy, life-giving relationships. In this season, we're thinking about the daily choices we make to either build people up or blow them up. In 2004, writers Tom Rath and Donald Old Clifton brought out a book entitled How Full Is Your Bucket? The bucket suggested that everyone has an invisible bucket. That bucket represents the level of healthy emotions and thoughts we hold, connected to a positive self-worth. Rath and Clifton proposed that we were always at our personal and relational best when our buckets are overflowing, and at our worst when they are empty. The key question that the book posed was simply this. Are you someone who fills people's buckets or are you someone who empties their bucket? Let me give you an example. Well, several years ago, a professor called Dr. Elizabeth Herlock conducted an experiment to see how different types of feedbacks impacted their maths performance on 10 and 11 year old children. She wanted to find out if it was more effective to praise, criticize or ignore the pupils. So every day the pupils were given a test and every day they were given feedback on their test. One group was praised and one group was criticised. One group was ignored and the results were startling. By the end of the week, the group who were praised had improved their mass performance by 71%. The group who had been constantly criticised had only improved their performance by 19% and the group who were ignored had only improved their performance performance by 5%. It just goes to prove, doesn't it, that praise is powerful because it boosts the potential and performance. You see, speaking life releases life. Think about it. When you buy a house, you're hoping that the price of your house will appreciate over time. The last thing you want is for the house to depreciate and have its value reduced. People are more important than houses. So when we show appreciation to people, their sense of value, their sense of worth, it increases. People who feel better about themselves will be relationally more confident. So what does scripture have to say about this? The word encourage, that word encourage features repeatedly throughout the English Bibles, partly because God is an encouraging God, but also because encouragement is such a world challenging, changing relational practice. Remember that the original scriptures are not written in English. The Old Testament is written in Hebrew and the New Testament is written in Greek. And what's interesting is the variety of different Hebrew and Greek words used whenever we read the word encourage. So here are some passages, passages which relate to the practical approaches of encouragement. There were eight. So number one. When God tells Moses to encourage Joshua in Deuteronomy 1 verse 38, the Hebrew word for encourage means to help someone to be strong, bold, courageous and determined. Number two, when Jesus tells the paralyzed man to be encouraged in Matthew 9 verse 2, the Greek word means to encourage people to grow in confidence and not be daunted by whatever they're facing because they have your support. It's also used in the sense when you encourage someone to cheer up, not in a patronizing or an insensitive way, but with a real sense of stirring up hope that good things are about to happen for them. 
Number three, in Romans 12 verse 8, Paul tells the church in Rome to be encouraging and in 2 Corinthians 13 11 to encourage one another. Both Greek words used in the passages are similar and they convey this importance of coming alongside someone for the purposes of comforting them, helping them to find a way through a difficult time and being a refreshing presence in their lives and kindly challenging them to be their best. Number four, you know, Apollos is encouraged to visit the church in Achaia in Acts 18 verse 27. And the word encourage literally means to inspire someone to go for it, to not hold back. It carries that sense of you can do this. You must do this. Our words become the fuel tank to help people persevere and grow in their resilience. Five, the Apostle Paul encouraged the believers in Ephesus in Acts 20 verse 1. After the riot breaks out, the Greek word here speaks about embracing people with warm welcome. Some people just need encouragement and that hug and that joy that you're pleased to see them and that you're glad that they're in the room. Number six, in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 18, Paul talks about how some friends have been a huge encouragement to him personally. You know, this Greek word communicates that kind of encouragement that invites someone who's been crazy busy to slow down, Take a break from my hard work and enjoy some rest and peace. Seven, Paul speaks about a kind of encouragement that builds people up in Ephesians 4 verse 29. The purpose of this encouragement is to see someone growing and improving in life and faith through offering loving, kind and gentle critique. And finally, eight, in 2 Timothy 1 verse 16, Paul talks about other friends who have helped him let off steam to be refreshed, to cool off. And we all need these kind of encouragers in our lives. I hope these different perspectives have inspired you to find creative ways that we can encourage one another. So how often should we do this? Well, how about every day or as often as we, as we have the opportunity? This is the recommendation in another Bible verse, Hebrews 13, 3, that says, encourage each other every day whilst it is today. Help each other so that none of you will become hardened because sin has tricked you. You see, the writer is encouraging us to take every opportunity to encourage others. Let's make it a daily habit because without encouragement and appreciation, people become hard-hearted. In Hebrews 10, 24, the writer inspires us to think of ways to motivate one another in acts of love and good works. The Greek word for think in these verses invites us to be intentional, to be thoughtful, to be attentive and creative. Today, there are over 2 billion people across the world who claim to follow Jesus, millions of churches across the world. And guess what? It was an uneducated, ill-qualified fisherman called Peter who launched the first church 2,000 years ago. This nobody pioneered the world's biggest movement that it's ever seen. This illiterate wrote two letters that became part of the best-selling book of all time. All because one day Jesus came along and he spoke life over him. I believe in you, he said. Follow me, he said. This is the power of encouragement. Words can rewrite the story of people's lives. Let's pray that Jesus will help us build people up with our words and with our actions. Holy Spirit, may we be those who speak and bring life to others. In the name of Jesus, amen.